Welcome to the Co-Founders Podcast. Real life stories from startups to billion dollar iconic brands. Conversations with industry disruptors and inspiring leaders. Brought to you in part by WeWork, the world's largest network of co-working spaces. More info at WeWork.com and the Pro Business Channel, uploading the future. More info at ProBusinessChannel.com. Now let's join our host and guests on this episode of the Co-Founders Podcast. All right, Rich Casanova here on the Pro Business Channel for another exciting episode of the Co-Founders and Startup Podcast. And we're actually on location today. We're here, if you're familiar with Atlanta, we got a lot of things going on here. And, and uh, we're at the SunTrust Ballpark for the home of the Atlanta Braves. But more specifically, we're actually in the Comcast uh, headquarters for this region. It's part of a, a partnership we'll get into in a minute here as part of the Comcast NBC Universal. It's called The Farm. So we have part of a 12-week program. And they just uh, launched this recently. And we've actually got a chance uh, last week to attend their first ever demo day where these 10 uh, candidates, 10 participants as part of this incubator startup space, um, launching their brands and their companies were featured at a really significant major event. We were pleased to be excited and part of that. And they had um, a lot of things. They had almost a thousand people attending this event where uh, the companies got to the chance to present their value proposition to investors initially and then to uh, to the general public at a main stage event. So having said that, we have one of the uh, the candidates, one of the participants with a company that's called Unbox. And we have Hakeem Isaac. Hakeem, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Rick. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Casanova with one at. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We were talking about it before we went on the air, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the autocorrect, yeah, my name, yeah. So let's get right into it. So we want to hear, this is what we want to cover. So we just want to talk about your journey, how you, how you even got to be a participant in this amazing experience. Uh, we want to hear about your, your brand, your value proposition, what's next. But let's let's rewind to before we start to talk about the farm and, and the experience. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your co-founder um, and how y'all met. So, again, my name is Hakeem Isaac, and then you also have my co-founder, Kendra Ward. So, for me, I was born in Columbus, Ohio, and kept moving further south. Um, I think my parents love that southern hospitality as well as the <laughs> cooking. Um, so, we moved from to from Ohio to New Jersey, New Jersey to North Carolina, um, and Raleigh, North Carolina, before actually moving out to the West Coast Okay, um, in San Mateo. So, not sure about the last move, um, <laughs> but, but I, I did not complain. And then I attended Morehouse College. Right, here in Atlanta. Here. Yep, private school. Um, I was an accounting major, and that's where me and Kendra met. Okay. Kendra, she attended Spelman College. She's originally from Georgia, Stone Mountain. Um, let her tell it. She's from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. I, I don't think Stone Mountain and Atlanta are the Doesn't, same thing. Yeah. And before I say she went on to do bigger and better things, she went on to the University of Southern California to finish her dual math and engineering program. And so for us, it's that we met while attending Morehouse and Spelman College. We met in the year 2012. Okay. Um, and we've been like two peas in a pod ever since. Like we can complete each other's sentences. Thank you for not asking. A lot of people think we're dating. Just because of how <laughs> right, close. Yeah. Just that was my next question. How did you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just because of how close that uh, we are. Right, yeah. Um, and now we spend So just business partners at this point, yeah. Just business partners yeah. at this point. Um, as well as friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the two can mix. And she's doing work today, you were mentioned before we went on the air, right? Where is yeah. she at now? Yep, so she's currently at Junior Achievement. Shout so out to those guys. Yeah, they're awesome program. So she dedicates every Friday to go down to Junior Achievement um, to spend most of the day with them. And then every other Tuesday, um, she's there as well. So one of our uh, corporate values is community commitment. Um, awesome. And so I think having her there and actually playing an active role at Junior Achievement, I think is awesome. And, and they're, they're growing. 
So before we get to the backstory, the value proposition for uh, Unboxed, tell us uh, the farm experience and what is the farm? Let's start with how would you describe this space? Well, you saw the space earlier. Oh, it's, it's amazing, actually, dude. It, it, it's not work. Right. <laughs> I, I wish there was a way that we could replicate this across all industries, all companies, because when you walk in, it, it truly does feel like the company Comcast did an amazing job with rolling out the red carpet for the farm which is an accelerator okay. um, that Comcast went in partnership with Boomtown, their right. accelerator in Boulder, Colorado. Um, so they came together and they formulized the farm and we were a part of the inaugural class. So one of the first 10 startups there and the farm initially, I still do not know what the farm's name well, yeah, really we, means. And we we're, talking we're talking about that in the elevator yeah. and uh, I'm convinced it's talking about farming and planting the seeds for the next generation or the next up and coming uh, business enterprises and ventures. Yeah. For, for the purpose of this podcast, we're going to yeah. stay with that definition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. But Until- yeah, but one of the things that I love about the farm was the diversity of the teams. Yeah. So when you talk about from every different group, not only diversity in the business and the business models and learning about different products, different services, but then also regions. So you have teams from South Korea, you have teams from Canada, teams from Montana, teams from the West Coast, of, co- of course, California. Right. And then you have your home... Um, Stone Mountain team, team yeah. Yeah, you have your Stone Mountain team. <laughs> Half from Stone Mountain, yeah. <laughs> Halfway from Stone Mountain, yeah. depending yeah. on the day. Yeah, there you go, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, it, it, it was it was an awesome experience. So, so, um, so be, before we get into your, again, your business and uh, how you're helping people. Take just a second again to talk about the process of how did you hear about the farm? What was the candidate process like? The interview, the the staging to be accepted? So for us, we heard about the farm just from being active. As a startup, you have to access is the biggest component of how you succeed or how you fail. Um, And so for us, we were actively looking. Um, We knew that there was a gap in what we did not know. So one of our core values is that we know what we know and we're comfortable in that and confident in that. But what we don't know, we have to go and find it. So it actually came from Google, just a web search, just seeing what was going on, being wow. active in the startup community here. Um, and then that's how we heard about the farm. We applied. Do you know any idea how many people applied or um, you heard any of those numbers or uh, more than 10, obviously? Yeah, definitely more than 10. Um, and, and there's probably going to be a lot more that apply. Oh, yeah, it's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Their demo day that was in the Roxy last yeah. Friday. I might um, throw my hat in the ring. I just kind of come <laughs> up with an idea. Whatever. <laughs> right now I'm working on uh, name tags at stick.com, right? When you, when you wear a name tag, it doesn't stick on your shirt. I'm going to pitch that to your Shark Tank. That's probably not going to go anywhere. All right, so... Um, <laughs> well, it's kind of, you know, it's funny. Our original idea was business cards. Really? Uh, yeah, our original idea, we just wanted to create like a virtual business card. Yeah. And it was... It's more universal. Recruiting. Yeah, it was still on recruiting. It was right, yeah. to... If you think about like an applicant tracking system, which is a house of data, yeah, we yeah. wanted to create like a business card that if you're at a recruiting event, you could just swipe up and the recruiter right, yeah. would have all the candidates... Would have all the candidates' information. Um, and then Isn't that called LinkedIn? I'm only saying that because you're not in that business right now. Yeah, yeah. We are not in that. Business. So speaking of your business and recruiting, so let's talk. Let's now fast track to uh, Unboxed. So uh, th- tell us about the name, how this kind of came about. You know what you're bringing to the marketplace. Right. Um, so for Unboxed, it actually was originally my cabinet, and my cabinet came about um, when we initially had the idea for the company was about 2016. That was after about it, and then we did about a year of kind of research, understanding the competitive 
landscape, understanding HR, because myself and Kendra, neither one of us come from a human resource background. Um, so once we felt like we understood enough, um, we went out and we just started pitching companies as though we had it before we even had a line of code. Right. Um, we knew we wanted to do something in recruiting. Didn't know if it was going to be a business card um, right. or, or what it looked like. But then we were able to land a couple names and we were like, oh, shoot, like we don't <laughs> even have a website. We don't have an LLC. We have to figure this out. So the wow. name was My Cabinet, just something that we can put up there so we can say, hey, look, we are a company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. See, we have a URL and a domain name. And that's the way companies validate you a lot of times. They'll go and they'll look at, now it's social media presence as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then fast forwarding, um, Unbox came about when we did kind of a rebranding to say, okay, this is an actual business. We were generating revenue. We wanted to have a name that we can grow into. Yeah. Um, and, And something that really reflected what we were trying to do, which was really helping teams kind of unleash their potential, right? Okay. Like um, by unboxing their employees and making people feel comfortable right. um, and valued when they walked into the workplace. And that's something, that's a name that we feel we can grow into. Yeah. And speaking of that name, you were talking before we went on the air, something about a, buying the domain name or URL. There was a story about that. Uh, yeah. So we were up uh, uh, three, about 3 a.m. And <laughs> that's when good things um, happen. Yeah. yeah and, and so unbox, so we tried to get unbox.com. That's right, yeah. natural. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. but we, so we were set on the name. Okay. Unbox yeah, locked was, in, yeah. Unbox was the name we had already formalized the name we moved on to be a Delaware C Corp and so now it's about okay let's get the URL right I don't yeah. know if this was backwards but it worked out and so when we looked one of my greatest idols that I look up to is Jeff Bezos and Amazon and what, right. they, oh, um, yeah. what they're doing and what they continue to accomplish I mean so we typed in unbox.com and it rerouted us to Amazon's website oh Jeff man so so, so <laughs> Amazon owned the URL that wow. we wanted even with the weird T really with the T at the end of it Amazon owns that URL and so we were like, well, we're not going to outbid Amazon. We're <laughs> exactly, not, gonna, not yet. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're not going to get that from <laughs> them. I could so, try that. So what can we do? We were like, oh, no, do we have to change the name of the company? Do Dang. we have to do something? Uh, a dot info like, or you don't want to do that. Info, yeah. Dot yeah. Co, yeah. Where, where sometimes you may, as, as a user, oh, you, yeah. may, you, may, you may forget that. that Absolutely, that yeah. And you're like, okay, this is It's like saying company. call me on my toll-free number, but exactly. it's 855 or something, yeah. Exactly. So what was great is that we were able to make it almost actionable, get unboxed. So then. We went to getunbox.com right. and we were able to own all the URLs that were associated with And all the social Unbox. media. All the social media, everything was open. Amazon did not get to get unboxed. Did you get so. the license plate on your Mercedes for that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with that name? Not, 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 not yet. yet, yeah, yeah. Not yet. Um, it's probably your Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. You need to get a custom yeah. tag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think they call that uh, what? Not a glamour tag. Uh, yeah, a vanity tag. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you kind of tease a little bit as far as how you're helping businesses, but do a little bit of deep dive on that. So if I were to buy your widget, what's, what's in it for me, if you will. So, at the, at the and who is level. your customer? Uh, is corporate, yeah. right? So, so, so our customer is the corporation. Okay. And what they get out of it and what we've been able to prove is more productive teams by doing a better job of screening their candidates and really doing this person-to-person match, right? So when you look at why individuals leave companies, why employees constantly feel undervalued, underappreciated, and ultimately leave the organization is because they're leaving the manager. They're not leaving yeah. the actual company. Right. And so a lot of companies think about culture and, and fit at the corporate level. Right. And so for us, our, our idea was, at least our thesis was that if we could do a better job of matching the candidate to the actual manager within 
the, the organization. organization, then you would be able to not only retain that employee and that talent, but then you would also be able to increase productivity because they feel a little bit more value when they walk in, they feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, and there's a better fit. There's a better alignment. I remember hearing your story when we met mm-hmm. at the uh, demo day at your at your booth and your setup and the investor segment as well as the general session. Mm-hmm. And your presentation was resonating, I think, with a lot of people because it's very uh, innovative approach because mm-hmm. traditionally, and a recruiter, correct me if I'm wrong, but the whole premise is we're selling you on the company, right? And the organization, the culture of the company, right. you exactly. know, what, what the, the benefits are, yeah. the brand and so forth. Mm-hmm. And you're working for that company. But at the end of the right. day, you are working for the brand and the company, but yeah. you're really working for your yeah. superior who you're reporting to, right? Exactly. And if that's not a fit, that's a problem. Exactly. And, right. and that's the Yes or yes. That, I get that no, pretty good? Yeah. No, yes, yes. Yeah. You, you can almost sell for us. <laughs> I, know, so, yeah. um, well, I'll, I don't know if I can sell, but yeah, I'll broadcast <laughs> for you or whatever. Right. Yeah. We got somebody in the studio here nodding their head. That is a that is a definite no, yeah. Yeah. So so um but 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 you're exactly right. And our hypothesis was is that if you can solve the employee problem, yeah. you solve the employer problem. Um, and so a lot of employers think about, okay, this is great. Like during onboarding the way it's traditionally worked is this employee is a good fit for us. Yeah. But for the for the company. Exactly. Yeah. But then the next qu- question needs to be is are you a good fit for the employee? The or person the you're candidate? reporting to. It, it, and exactly, that question or, or that you're bringing in. That question is right? rarely asked, right? It's, I don't think it's Yeah, exactly. It's virtually never yeah. asked. It yeah. seems like Right? I guess the old adage is what it takes two to tango. It's, I mean, <laughs> so, yeah. it's, 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 it's true. Which right? was your original domain name, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two to tango. That would be a two to tango, man. Yeah. Now we just rebranded your whole yeah, company, yeah. front row. Yeah. yeah, we're getting it on the whiteboard, so it's right, official. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> or, or maybe that's what we call the application. We there call you it go, two yeah. to tango. Two to tango, because yeah. you could do a really cool. Yeah. So we're not going. We're not broadcasting live, so you got plenty of time to capture all that. All, all that for a dollar fifty, we'll yeah. resell it to you. We got somebody now buying it, right. but you could do a really clever. Like, like, we've become Amazon. We've, we're going to keep that Finally, name. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, not yeah. to get off topic, but you uh-huh. could do something really clever with the spelling of that of that the, that phrase, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so going off of that that last point is that really solving that employee problem. And, and what we've essentially think that we've done is added transparency to the hiring process, right? To understand who's on the other end of the table. As an employer, you now understand a little bit more about that candidate and, and the talent and their fit within the organization. But then as an employee as well, you now understand the role and the culture that you're getting ready to right. walk into. And so I'm thinking, what are your challenges with this, right? What are, what are your roadblocks you run into? Because uh, I think I know some of the answers to this, mm-hmm. but for in terms of user, uh, mm-hmm. are they kind of hesitant about sharing this information? I don't want to say this is my personality style mm-hmm. and now it's not a fit. I'm going to lose the job, so to mm-hmm. speak, right? Mm-hmm. And on the other side, the supervisor may not, you know, do you have challenges with them revealing the information? Mm-hmm. And then finally, kind of a second part to that question is who's housing all this information? We talked right. about that. I think it's your booth as well. Yeah, um, good question. And your so, challenges are? So for us, our biggest challenge, I think, will be more so status quo. I, I think that employees, mm. candidates, they love the idea. Like, they're they're extremely receptive to yeah. it. And I think employers are as well, right? Coming because along, it, yeah. Yeah, because it's a huge pain point for them. Okay. Right, when you think of the average Fortune 500 company spends over $50 million in just the U.S. in turnover. In that's turnover. In turnover. So wow. that's So it's a huge problem for them because now you have this insurgence of a different demographic, right? right. You have this millennials are entering the workforce, which I think has kind of compounded the problem. I think that a lot of people, I watched my parents work jobs that they weren't 
exactly passionate about, but they were conditioned to think that as long as the check is there twice a month and I could put food on the table. That was the norm. That, there was that, no other okay. options. Exactly. But n- the new employee wants impact and purpose okay. um, in, in, into the workforce. And so for us is that they're extremely receptive. I think corporations, I think timing is huge, right? There's, there's a lot of luck. There's been companies that have tried to do something similar to this mm-hmm. a decade ago, but it didn't The work. timing wasn't right. Yeah. Exactly. Because we have, didn't have this peer-to-peer kind of uh, marketplace that we have, right? Exactly. And, and think about within the organization. There was no such thing as a chief people officer, <laughs> a chief culture officer, right, yeah. a chief friend officer. There, that, that, that did not exist a decade ago, right, yeah. right? So corporations have begun to, in a sense, wake up and see, okay, how do we fix this problem? Because it's, it's growing. We like to think Unbox is that solution. As you were talking, I was, I'm not trying to rebrand your whole venture uh-huh. here, but I heard something else you're talking about. This, the, the problem is the turnover. So some, there's something in about, how about unturnover, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> the unturnover. And then you yeah. could have, you could deliver Apple turnovers. Yeah. And okay, so um, so let's talk about your business model. So now we understand what you're bringing to the marketplace, the problem you're solving and so forth. So let's get into some of the numbers as far as um, what does that look like? How many clients are on board? Mm-hmm. What are you projecting for, you know, the, the next uh, quarter or the next year? What's your customer acquisition? All, all those moving mm-hmm. parts, right? Yeah, so good, good questions. Um, so for us is that we have currently 10 customers. Okay. The majority of them are in the small and medium-sized businesses. We have three enterprise um, customers that we're moving through our pipeline, so we're at the negotiation. Yeah, you had kind of a big announcement at the event, right? Yeah, yeah. so we just signed a contract for that's valued at $1.8 million. Um, $1.8 million. Yeah, and one it, of our enterprise customers. And so and we'll, we'll, huge, we'll, huge we'll throw win. in the, uh, Keith, can you throw in our engineer the uh, applause uh, <laughs> afterwards? <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We'll, throw in the, we'll insert yeah. the applause right there. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, and the confetti coming <laughs> the out. The confetti, yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, that is awesome. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And so, I mean, it's, it's, it's really the work of our team. Uh, Kendra is not here. She played a huge role in that. We're extremely lean and, and on purpose. Now, talk about funding and, mm-hmm. you know, how uh, some of your, what you've raised currently, what you're looking to raise and, mm-hmm. and how, how that works for people yeah. that may not be familiar. So for us is that we have not had to raise funding up until this point okay. because we were generating revenue that we were able to continue to operate our business and be able to develop our product in-house, right. which I think is extremely rare. And But now we're at a point where some of those larger names that we're onboarding in preparation to be able to service those clients from a technical standpoint as well as customer right. um, support standpoint, um, we're currently raising 750K okay. um, as our first seed round. Right. And, 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 and like I said, that's to ensure that we can actually provide the customer support. It's right. that we weren't expecting to have some of those enterprise companies so early. But it's, it's it's something that we have to be prepared for and, and really build out our team a little bit. Yeah, and so um, without getting to too much of the minutia, when you talk to investors, that's their question, how are you going to spend the money, right? Mm-hmm. So is it most of it in that building the team and customer yep. support? Yeah, so the majority of it is going to be in building the team as well as also optimizing our platform. Okay. Right, so you, you have a lot of companies that say that they have artificial intelligence. Right. Think that it has you to be... You can't have that day one, right? No, <laughs> not, not, not day one because yeah. it's, it's not... It's, it hasn't really learned anything, exactly, right? Yeah, you haven't collected exactly. enough data unless you're leveraging like something else and you're pulling in the data. Right. But for us, it's that we're essentially owning and housing all of that data. And so how do we make sense of it and get into the li- more of the predictive side okay. to better, when we talked about fit, how do we better customize that fit for right. them, for the candidate as well as for the employer and for that manager? So how are we learning for if we place 10 candidates to a manager, nine of them work out, why did that one not work out? Right. And so that's what that's really what we're trying to get to. And But now we're at the point where we're collecting a lot of data so that way the machine can learn. Right, nice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, well said. Before we talk about what's next with y'all, let's rewind for a second for some of the uh, upcoming candidates for the next round of the 10 companies that are brought into the farm, if you will. So what were some of your takeaways, unexpected, some of your wins as part of being the experience? You know, what would you share as far as your, what was your experience as part of being in the farm? What were some of uh, low points, high points, challenges? Yeah. And then we'll talk about what advice you might give to the next the next crew. My high for being in the farm was two things. Uh, I saw, I'm sorry, I can't pick one. Yeah. The, the one was the access to the mentors and advisors um, that we were able to get day one and, and their commitment. So it wasn't just, hey, look, we're going to introduce you to this executive and, and that's here's it. their email address. Yeah. Right, right. Here, here's their email address. <laughs> right. Go go reach out. It was actual, it was a true warm handoff where they were physically here. We got to meet with them and they were present throughout our experience at the farm and even post farm it's it's been a week that yeah. we're still working with them and we still have like s- cell phone numbers like wow. we have direct access to them and without um, giving out names yeah. for say what were some of the, some of the mentors how many were involved and what were in in their space was it c level executives you know tech people and did y'all if you will share the mentors or yeah. was there a mentor assigned to each team yeah. I mean, what so, were some of the mechanics of that right so i don't want to give away too much of no, the absolutely. program no, yeah, for, yeah, for no, the yeah, next cohort yeah. but but yes there there were I would say there are roughly about 50. That's wow. a huge range. Yeah. I was... And, that, and that's the low end. Okay. I was going to say 50 to 75. Right, yeah. So, so 50 is really the low end. Um, there's some mentors that, of course, some of the teams share. Yeah. Um, and uh, But what I love is that the mentors, even if they didn't have the capacity, we right. would have never known it. Right. Um, so we were still able to contact them. There was never a moment where I felt like any of the mentors, even if they were shared, right. did not stop to make the time and carve out an hour, two hours, wow. meet for a drink, meet for lunch, right. come here. We go to their office. There was never a time where I felt like we could not um, get access to wow. them. And so that's that's the one experience that I would say that it's... I haven't been in another accelerator. I know exactly. Um, and this is the first for the, the farm, whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so. the first for the farm. <laughs> you but guys are writing the it, book, by the way. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what. It, going back to your original question, yeah. like um, at the beginning of the interview, we asked about how do we learn about the farm, and then our decision to join the farm. Something that was attractive to us was that this we were a part of the first cohort, right? Yeah, right. So a lot of stuff they were figuring. You could tell that right. they were figuring right. out exactly, with us, yeah. like, and you guys were helping <laughs> right, them, right, kind right, of. Yeah, they, yeah. We were helping them, so wow. they were a true startup too. They yeah. had it already had kind of their biases, right? Yeah. To say like, no, this is the way it needs yeah, exactly. to be done. Yeah, this is, because yeah. we have 10 other cohorts that we've right. worked with and we have experience in this. So they were extremely open. Ricky, Brunda, Marie, yeah, shout out um, to the Kimberly, team. They, yeah. they, they were extremely open to the process and they were always present and, and ready to answer any questions that we had. The second thing that I say that I love, um, and I can't stress this enough, was how diverse the teams were. When you have teams from Canada, when you have serial entrepreneurs that have sold two or three ventures beforehand. Wow. When you have a team from South Korea, when you have teams from Montana, USC, you yeah. really get that difference in that diversity of thought. And each of us were at different stages in our business and in, in our lives. That so was in some cases, helpful. you were mentoring each other, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so there was so one of the Canadian teams, Smart Tones, the founder of that, Daryl, he's founded two or three other companies. He worked at like MIT. Na- I mean, he went to MIT, NASA. Wow. So, so I mean, this is a guy that's extremely <laughs> decorated. Yeah. But at the same time, he didn't have an ego, right? He yeah. was still in the trenches. He's a true entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur. And as we're facing businesses, whether it's liquidity, whether it's onboarding a large customer, there were all those different experiences that some of those li- big names, that 1.8 million contract, there was times we were going through their procurement process. We were like, did we just mess it up? Right, are, yeah, are, we yeah. not gonna, are we not going to get it? Right. Or wow, we haven't heard from them for a week. What does that mean? Like, yeah. And you and, can turn to the guy or the girl at the next desk it, that's been there before, right? Exactly. That's yeah. been there before. And, and 
able to put it in perspective. Wow. You know, perspective is one of the most valuable things. And a lot of times as an entrepreneur, you're trying to balance a bunch of different perspectives and, and quiet different voices. I mean, I think one of the just hearing your experience and imagining what it would have been like and, and getting, having a tour of the farm before we did the interview here, walking through and uh, just picturing what, what transpired here during those uh, those 12 weeks. I think what's very unique and different is that most startups are kind of in their bubble, right? It's just a few people and they have a limited, not just resources, but limited think tank, right. right? And they're kind of, you know, in this bubble of like, is this anything, you know, right. and what should we do next, right? And to be able to kind of just have casual conversations with not just be some of the people that have been there, but also mm-hmm. people that are struggling literally at the same stage you're at in yeah, your exactly. business, right? And to be able to exactly. kind of turn to them. I imagine there's some late hours here. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's extremely late. And um, you, you realize Don't get that emotional. Not, I don't want you to get emotional. Yeah, yeah, here, right, right. A teardrop. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wow. It's <laughs> in your flashback, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the passion yeah, right. and love that I have. Um, well, I mean, my goal on the business channel is to get somebody to get cry. I've never cry. had anybody it's cry like, before yet. I will not be channel. the first one. I, know, I will exactly. not yeah, be yeah, the yeah. first one, I promise. <laughs> but no, it's, you, you're exactly right because a lot of times we like to think things are unique to us. Yeah. Like our experience is that only I'm going right. through this and I'm, only, I'm the only one facing this challenge. Yeah. So it's helpful to walk into a place and they say, oh, that's it. That, I think that's where the perspective and where it becomes fun. Yeah. And you realize that, wow, like there's a level, like when you're on this journey and you commit to it, you aren't, you understand that the journey is the destination. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things where you cannot get too emotional. Um, you, you can't be too neurotic during, yeah, yeah, yeah. during the process. And it, it's because helpful. other people are keeping yeah. you in check, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, exactly. It's, it's, it's easy to come in and you talk to a, a Stuart Wood who's worked at the large organizations like the UPSs. Um, and you come in and you have a conversation with him and he says that, that's that's not that big of a deal, yeah. right? Like, yeah, they, they went black for it. It kind of grounds for a week. you, or like, yeah, right, ex- exactly. It's like that's almost their job, right? Well, yeah. A lot of times to filter through procurement, sometimes their job is to filter through to never make a bad purchase, right? In their group, like, oh, yeah, that's their goal, oh, yeah. you know. Wow. And and so for us, is that understanding the other side of the table is that okay, cool. That's not a that's not a big deal. Okay. And life doesn't end. So yeah. two last questions before we talk about what's next. So is there anything you can think of that you do different? participating in the farm that, you know, if you were able to rewind and said, I could have done more of this or Mm -hmm. less of that, you know, what would you change? Taking time to, I'm extremely reflective, but I don't think I take enough time when we have a win, right? So when we land a large contract, it's, man, that's great. Okay, what's next? No, yeah, right? you got you got to so celebrate it, those milestones, it, 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 even it, it, from the it, small to the major. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, I'm so a big proponent. Yeah, of that. It, 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 so I feel like I'm extremely insatiable, and my goals are are extremely massive. Yeah. And but it, it helps to have a partner like Kendra Ward who says, "No, stop. Turn off your tablet. Like right, let's yeah. let's celebrate this because we put a lot of work into getting this contract. And there were times where you didn't sleep because you didn't know if we were going to get it. We got the yes. Like let's celebrate for a moment." And and let's and that's another form of kind of reflect reflecting and and therapy in a sense too right yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah therapy so we're uh, we're still working to get you to cry during this episode <laughs> not gonna <laughs> have pro business channel therapy yeah so, you'll get um, a lot of smiles though. one question I thought of, we uh, we're gonna we might go a little bit over time but mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna talk about this the personality styles of mm-hmm. Kendra and Keem but how are y'all's differences what do you where's your balance there and I have a follow up question to that first so well the one difference is her being able to stop and smell the roses something else. Is that I'll say where we're very much alike, we're both introverts. 
Really? Oh my goodness! I, I see. So you see, serious? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I am <laughs> I'm not extreme, buying that, but yeah, I am an extreme introvert. Wow! I, like after this, I'm probably gonna go home. Well, I have to work, but later yeah. tonight, I'm gonna have to like recharge. And a lot of people think introverts means that you're socially awkward or yeah. you can't work a room. That's not what it means. It just means that where are you drawing your energy from? Okay. And for me, I don't draw it from being extremely social or on stage. Whatever. Or, or, it's or, more or like on stage, yeah. right? So, so a lot of people saw the hill click. Yeah. Like, man, that guy, like, <laughs> right, exactly. yeah, yeah, like I'm gravitating. Rock star, just, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's like, but then afterwards they don't see us. I have to go backstage and almost like recharge and take a second and close yeah, yeah. my eyes. And that's something you saw in the yeah. in the in the room where we were getting our work done. Right. Our desk was we were the only ones that were kind of like closed off and facing the wall. Yeah, yeah. Because we're both very much introverted. Yeah. And so that's how we work best. And it made us feel like we were essentially alone yeah, yeah. Um, as we were working. You think that's a good thing to kind of stay with that? Is that in your comfort zone? Do you feel like a need to uh, expand out of that or, or that works for you? I think it works. I, I think right now we have a good balance. For me, I, I, I certainly think it's something that I come from a, a finance background. So a lot of times like in the, in the corporate banking, you're always at different networking events. So I think for me, it's, it's something I've got grown accustomed to. And so I'm comfortable with it. And also talking about my childhood, about moving around, always being a new kid at the school. I don't know if that was, that's why I became an introvert or how I grew to, I guess, gather the art of being able to socialize and, and that work balance. Yeah, it's pretty unique. Yeah. So, so I, I feel like I have a pretty good balance of it. Yeah. And, and, and like me and Kendra have a good balance in working relationships. So let me ask you this question, either from your perspective or Kendra's or uh, reading a new book um, called Rocket Fuel. Okay. And it talks about two key principles within the organization. Mm-hmm. You need to have an implementer, mm-hmm. somebody that kind of makes things happen and, and uh, follows through and, and not just, you know, runs a team that uh, actually uh, implements, you know, the dream or the vision. Mm-hmm. And then you have the visionary and the need for both, right? Yeah. How would you describe uh, us? Describe, yeah, yeah. I am definitely the visionary. Okay, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, yeah and, I, and I think Kendra would definitely say like, yeah, he's he's the visionary. And you call her the implementer that she kind of stays on task and makes things happen? Yeah, so she, she's a lot more uh, Y'all definitely practical. need to read this book. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I'm just halfway through it. And um, yeah, it's it's a great premise. The whole premise is that you need both, right? Yeah. Because you have to have that visionary. It's, they, they referenced um, Walt Disney and his brother Roy Disney, mm-hmm. right? So most yeah. people don't know there was a brother Roy, right? Unless yeah. you kind of tell their story. We think of uh, Walt Disney. Right. You can't imagine a more visionary person, right? right. Of his era, right? And uh, uh, iconic brand. But with just, the, you know, he had amazing. And the thing, you, you may resonate in your personality style. You have a, you have a ton of ideas. You have 20 ideas <laughs> yeah. a day that are coming, right? Mm-hmm. And all of them have a certain value, right? Yeah. But you can't act on all those, right? Uh, but you need the person that's going to implement those ideas and stay on task and, and make it happen, right? Yeah. And, and that was the Roy Disney where he had the blueprints. He, he was the designer of the everything that they created in, mm-hmm. in a sense, right? You know, you can have the implementer, but if there's no vision, you're just kind of staying in that lane. There's no expansion. There's no growth, right? Yeah. Would you subscribe to that? or um, Definitely. <laughs> and someone that keeps you on task, like yeah, yeah. prioritizing, because a lot of times the world, you, you think you can conquer the world. The visionary, a lot of times, they see yeah. a problem. There's no limits. And, and there's no limit. Yeah, yeah. Is that I, 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 there's, there's nothing I cannot do. If I, if I can think about it, I can, I can accomplish it. Yeah. And you do need the Kendra Ward there right. to say, mm, okay, that's great. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's put let's, that down right. Let's, let's, let's write that and, and then let's move on to what we have to accomplish in this moment. Or out of those five that you feel you have to have, Let's prioritize those. And so what are the top three? So it's almost like a compromise. I, I think that where the best relationships work, the jobs and Wozniak, the, the, the Walt Disney's, 
that right. both sides have to have that respect for exactly, the other yeah. side and say that, okay, I'm stepping out of, like, for me, it's that, okay, do I need to reel it back in? Right. Um, and then on the other side, it's do I need to take more risk or do I need yeah, to exactly, yeah. more risk? Because you don't so, want somebody that's always pulling you back, exactly, right? And, exactly. And quelching that enthusiasm and, the, and that vision. Yeah. And another uh, an analogy that um, I work with a guy, Artie Rudiman, and he often referenced this, this visual. It says, um, in business, you need both wings mm-hmm. and landing gear. <laughs> right? right. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite yeah. phrases because, you know, you're just always thinking 10 years down the road and how yeah. big this brand can be and so forth. Right. But you got to you got to do the work at the same time. Exactly. Right. But if you're just doing what you did yesterday and there's no big picture, right. that's real limited. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah. I think you guys are on the right track. If you if you have those two key principles and already already in place, mm-hmm. it's the possibilities are endless. So we are now over time officially. But um, <laughs> so let's talk about what's next. What's in your journey you know on the short list well we're talking about vision on the short list and the and the big picture so on the short list besides going home and decompressing tonight right, de- and decompressing <laughs> and <laughs> um on the short list is for us is that really just execute i think that's something that we've done an amazing job of is making sure that we capture each moment like what do we need to get done right now and again that goes back to kinder being able to reel me in but we have a healthy pipeline so now it's about onboarding those clients right so when you think about enterprise companies the sales side is going to be anywhere from six to 12 months, sometimes longer, yeah. right? Wow. And so for us, it's that if we want to hit our goals for 2019, we need to be in the offices now, right? We need to be moving them through our sales funnel. So we have a, a healthy pipeline. So really, it's about closing those deals right? Um, to ensure that we actually do hit our growth goals, um, as well as the, the raise. The raise is, in a sense, taking care of itself, because I think we've done what we need to do from a business standpoint mm-hmm. to be able to raise and be able to onboard. What do you project? the timetable for that. Unsure, because we're, we're extremely selective. So we want right. to make sure we have the right partner, That's right? We're a company fit, yeah. talking about fit, right? And right, then, right. And then exactly. we have the wrong, and then we can't get fit right. I think that's a huge problem. Yeah. And so we're extremely selective. So we want someone that's just as passionate about okay. people. And if we find that, then... Then we'll, it's, a, it's a no-brainer, yeah. It's a, it's a no-brainer. Akeem, it was a pleasure having a conversation with you. Great insight. I mean, I'm inspired by what you, not only what you've already done, you know, and your work ethic and what you're, you know, what you're projected to do, but... Also very unique in the marketplace. I mean, it's just, um, it's almost one of those things. Why didn't somebody think about it? But like you said, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago or more, it wasn't, the timing wasn't there, right? But people wouldn't consider adopting it, you know, which is still part of your your challenge in educating or letting people know that this is an option, right? Right. So how would people uh, find you on the WWWs (laughs) and social media? Yeah. yeah. So so at LinkedIn, um, you can find me, Hakeem Isaac Atwater. So my entire name. I'm not big on social media. I have a Facebook. Yeah, I'm not, I, I, personal. I'm not yeah. on social media, but for your brand, you guys are there, right? For, for our brand, yep. Yeah. So it's a, a get unboxed. So everything okay. is get unboxed. So Twitter and spell that uh, for the uh, so, for a spell media. check until it's uh, officially uh, adopted by all the yeah. autocorrects. Yeah. Uh, so get unboxed <laughs> is G E T. Unboxed is lowercase U N B O capital X T. Lowercase t. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so that's where the autocorrect comes in. It capitalizes our X on our phones when we send it now. Nice. Everything else is lowercase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. You've arrived. <laughs> we um, have arrived. <laughs> all right. Well, shout out to Kendra, the whole crew here at the farm. Also, any closing thoughts at the farm or words of wisdom for the next uh, crew coming in? I've met. A, I've been fortunate to meet like a lot of entrepreneurs or a lot of people that are in corporate that have like side hustles. One thing I want to say is entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Absolutely. Like sleepless yeah. nights, the disappointment, the emotional roller the stress, coaster, yeah, the, roller the coaster, stress. Yeah. 
it's, it's, it's not for everyone, but I believe that everyone, if you're passionate about something, go and find that, right? Okay, yeah. Take a moment to go through that discovery to see like what you represent. The, we call it defining your North Star and then be open to the process. And if you want to, and you know that entrepreneurship is for you, just start. You're not going to have the answers. Right, we yeah. didn't have a URL when we first started. Wow. We didn't have anything. We just had an idea, yeah. right? But we believed in it and we were passionate. And oh, somebody once said that conviction is a multiplier. And so we had conviction. I think everything else will take care of itself. Just go be scrappy and <laughs> right, yeah. have, have, have fun while you're doing it. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Rich Casanova again for the Pro Business Channel. We're on site here at Comcast, uh, also home of the uh, Braves, Atlanta Braves at SunTrust Ballpark. And we're here. Uh, we had a great interview on another episode of the Co-Founders and Startup Podcast. Look forward to our next conversation. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Co-Founders Podcast, brought to you in part by WeWork, the world's largest network of co-working spaces. More info at WeWork.com. And the Pro Business Channel, uploading the future. More info at ProBusinessChannel.com. Use the social media links here to share this show. To submit a guest request or listen to more episodes, visit CoFoundersPodcast.com.